Hey, Slingers, we're talking audio and AI with Joanna Penn, so stick around. Hey, how you doing on money? I know it's a touchy subject, but uh, I got something that may help you out. See, I'm using an app called Acorns. And it helps me manage some investing, uh, put some money back, get a little interest. It's kind of nice to watch my money grow. So I want to share that with you. Go to kevintumlinson.com slash acorns and you'll get some free money. See you there. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand. Write your book. Redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tumlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Well, that's my cue, and this is Kevin Tumlinson, the Word Slinger. And uh, I'm real happy you're here because we are going to have a great chat with Joanna Penn. Um, you may know her from the Creative Pen Podcast, which is another excellent author-oriented podcast. Uh, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Uh, and you can go to the show notes of this episode. You'll find a link to thecreativepen.com. That's pen with two ends. We remind regularly uh, on the Creative Pen Podcast. You may have heard my voice on that, uh, on that show. I've been a guest a couple of times, but I've also been a recurring uh, feature of sorts uh, because of the ads I do for draft to digital So uh, that's just a little aside. But uh, if you don't know her from the uh, Creative Pen Podcast, you may know her as an author. Uh, she's She writes both uh, nonfiction and fiction, but she's got a great collection of books for the indie author and um, helping you build and grow your author career. So, Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Joanna is a good friend and, uh, you know, I bump into her at conferences and things all the time. Uh, and, uh, it's always a good time. It's always fun to, to hang out with Joanna. So, and it was fun to hang out with her for this episode as well. Cause we are talking, uh, this is a trendy subject right now. We're talking about audiobooks. Now she has a new book coming out soon. Uh, if you're listening to this in the future, it may already have, uh, downloaded to your reading device, but she's got a book coming up called Audio for Authors, and it is about all the various uh, audio-related technologies in the indie author space, and that includes audiobooks, podcasting like this show, uh, voice technologies of all kinds, and we get into a lot of this, uh, including some discussion about AI and how that's going to be a game changer for uh, for this industry and for this particular segment of the industry as well. So you're going to love this chat. Um, stick around after we'll do a little, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll have something to chat with you about on the other side. And uh, I hope you enjoy this interview with Joanna Penn. See you on the other side. Hey everybody. Now uh, do not adjust your, uh, your sets. Don't adjust your radios. You're about to hear a very familiar voice in the indie author space, and that is Joanna Penn. Uh, you know her from all sorts of things, but probably the Creative Penn podcast above all. Uh, and and she's got a huge body of work, both in nonfiction and fiction, and I could not be happier to refer to her as a friend, even if she won't acknowledge me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
in return. So Joanna, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Kevin. Of course we're friends. I'm, of course. I'm sure I've drunk too many gins around you. So that, we've, that means... We've got, yeah. So there, I've got some stories. History. We yeah, have history. There, we have uh, some dubious history at times. I mean... That's what happens when you've been around this space for way too long and gone to too many conferences and, you know, done too many podcasts. And you've been on my show. In fact, you're yeah. on my show regularly with your lovely voice. Um, I know. With Draft Digital anyway. So all my listeners know I your get voice fan too. mail for those ad spots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so, it's, it's, it's good, you know, and I think voice brand is super important and you certainly have one. Oh, well, thank you. And yeah, and that, that's a lovely dovetail into uh, what we're actually talking about today because you've got a book coming out called Audio for Authors and I know there's a subtitle. Wait, Audiobooks, Podcasting and Voice Technologies by Joanna Penn. I mean, all that right there just recommends it, but you and I both have a real love for audio. I think you actually go to next level with this stuff. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the book? What's the, what's the sort of origin of it? Well, I think, so what happened, I mean, obviously I've been podcasting since 2009 and yeah. was listening to podcasts, listening, you know, back when it was Podio books, I used to listen to uh, mm -hmm. podcast fiction. Um, so I've been kind of a consumer and a producer in the podcast space for over a decade. And then 2015, when ACX opened up to the UK, I got into um, audio books and narrated, started narrating my own. And then last year, 2019, things really started hotting up. Um, so I personally, I got voice coaching and started narrating some fiction. So I started to get into the craft of audio, which I hadn't really before, you know, we can do podcasting, we can do speaking, right. but there's a craft to narration. Um, so I started to get into that. Then I went to podcast movement um, in middle of 2019 in Orlando and the stats that they're talking about around podcasting. So over 50% of people over the age of 12 in the US have now listened into a podcast so that was they said this is like a tipping point podcasting is now a mainstream thing um, yeah. and this is also marked by the fact that money has come into podcasting so there's much more advertising spend in the podcasting space and the acknowledgement of the influencers who are podcasters so that was one thing and then on the other hand we've got the uh, audiobooks now the fastest growing segment in publishing um you know double digit growth for the last seven years as reported by the audio publishers association all of this and then i was at frankfurt book fair talking about you know the global spread of audiobooks find away voices of obviously bringing wide audio. Um, so all of these things have kind of co converged for me. And I realized that I was getting more questions about audio, about how to do audio books, how to do podcasting. Plus I'm a total AI geek. And you and I have both discussed Descript, which we can come back to. I got yes. my voice double done. Um, I've looked at voice synth, looking at voice search. You know, Google Bert hit my website in October and things have really changed in SEO. So I guess why now is because everything has come together to make this the most, I think, the most important topic right now for authors, creatives, anybody who, who creates audio or who wants to reach people who are in an audio first environment, right. which includes people like me, because that's how I, how I consume. And it's interesting because it, it's become more and more for me the primary way that I'll consume books now because of you were pointing before the show, we were talking about what, uh, my website and your, you know, the stuff I'm into and the stuff you're into. And it's just an onslaught of work. Right. And, uh, audio has become my primary means of 
you know, consuming information at this point. <laughs> Cause yeah, I can and, do and that's, things. Exactly. You can do it while doing other things, which is why it is becoming so dominant. And in some markets, audiobooks outsell ebooks. Yeah. So what we've got is, and this is going to only carry on spreading with, um, you know, 5G, with, you know, faster speeds, with more options for Authors Direct, with Find Your Way, which hopefully will be international in 2020. Yep. So we can all we can all do much more. And I'm the same as you. So I basically nonfiction now. I right. almost entirely consume by audiobook. And if you if you're, if you're book, if you're a nonfiction writer and you don't have an audiobook and you're not on podcasts, I won't know who you are. Right. <laughs> like I won't find your book. Or I'm listening to a podcast and someone says, you know, is interviewed and they talk about something, and I go to my app and I look for their audiobook and I, if it's there, I add it to my wish list. If I don't, if it's not there, it's done. Yeah. So there's lots of people who are missing out on this audio first consumer uh, market. I think. I'm one of those people, I'm going to be honest with you, with like, <laughs> out of 50 books, I have like four that are available for audio. And so I've really got to step up my game. But, and you know why, really, because getting each book produced is either a huge time commitment or a huge uh, cost and uh, overhead uh, financially or both. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, there are definitely some caveats here. So first of all, that's why nonfiction is so much easier. So if you're listening right. and you write nonfiction, there's seriously no excuse because you can do it. Most nonfiction right. listeners like me, like, like you, I listen at 1.5 speed anyway. Most of the time I don't know or care who the narrator is. I just want the information. Um, mm. So that's one, that's one point. Um, there, I agree on the, f the fiction is very expensive and this is where I, I have an opinion and since we're friends, I'm just going to bring out my opinion. Throw okay. So your, the reason <laughs> always end up swaying me to do the right thing. So <laughs> do the right thing. Well, <laughs> I, I do actually have a section of the book, which is the money side of this stuff and whether it's worth doing. And so I'm not saying that everyone should immediately go do their book in audio, but what I think the third section of the book is about voice technologies and yeah. this voice synth stuff is really yeah. important so 2019 was also the year of the deep fake in fact i think it was one of the words of the year so if people don't know go, go obviously be careful Caref you end up Googling. <laughs> <laughs> but if you there, there's an instagram channel where they had um you know zuckerberg and donald trump and obama and um you know our prime minister boris johnson all saying things that they didn't say to to prove a point about deep fake voices and video and the fact is that voice synthesis is now real so for example you can get um samuel l jackson on your alexa now right just launched in december and it's not really samuel l jackson surprisingly it is his voice synth who will answer questions and things so voice licensing is already happening so what i think is going to happen in the next couple of years is that we will get the technology that will enable us to produce audio faster and cheaper with yeah. synthesized voices and the stores will allow it so that at the moment you cannot publish a synthesized voice audiobook mm -hmm. but i believe that will change in i i'm picking in the next two years so by let's say by let's say by 2023 yeah we're going to have options that way and so if you are sitting on a backlist like you are or yeah. um you know many people are should you do it 
uh, well, this is where you have to decide. If you can license your audio for seven years to a professional organization and get the rights back in seven years, yeah. that would seem to me the best option for fiction. If you can't, then it might be worth waiting if you don't want to do it yourself or do a voices share with Find mm. Way or that type of thing. So I don't know. What do you think about the voice synth? I, I, I'm really excited about it. And as I see the, <clears throat> the way they keep you know, improving it is very, uh, it's, it, it's getting me re really worked up. And I, my approach to this right now would be if I, if I use one of the voice synth technologies, <clears throat> and pardon me, I've got like a thing going in my throat. Um, I would go ahead and produce the entire book, but as I'm reviewing it and, and looking for glitches and stuff, I would just quickly record my own version of, of whatever line got flubbed. So I would that use it as assistive technology. And that is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And I agree with you. Um, and this is, this is also why it's exciting for people like us and anyone listening, if you feel like you have a, vo a voice, and we all have a voice, right? But a lot of people, um, you know, might consider narrating yourself. What you're yeah. talking about is correct. The thing is, you can only train a voice double, uh, a data set, you know, with a data set of your yeah. voice. And what's I, what I'm finding very interesting about this is the copyright issues around voice recordings mean yeah. that most famous narrators do not own their voices or they don't own their voice recordings. So a famous narrator might not have enough data to train an AI, whereas you and I will have enough data because we own our recordings. Mm -hmm. So this is another really exciting thing about being an independent creator. Uh, and audio is creation, people. Don't just think about it as, oh, just another format. It's actually creation. So yeah. I agree with you. I think we will have assistive technologies where we might have a dashboard where we will edit, like, you know, sound editing, where you can add in splicing and things. Yeah. Now I'm glad you brought up the, the copyright question. Uh, because this is, it's creating some interesting conundrums in IP law because it's not something anybody ever considered before. Uh, just like most em emerging innovations in technology, like no one, no one ever thought about the consequences of this deep fake, you know, people are taking a closer look at the whole deep fake thing to see where's the line. Uh, and I think the same sort of questions are being asked about audio. Have you, have you run across any of that, uh, in your explorations? Okay, well, so first of all, AI and copyright, this is a now question, because as yeah. we speak on Thursday, whatever, the 16th of January, 2020, just last weekend, the first uh, copyright has been granted to an AI in China, uh, as reported on VentureBeat. I, I don't know when this is going out, but I haven't even mentioned this on my show because I haven't recorded my show for next week yet. Then I have, so, to, I have to release this immediately after we record. I release it immediately. I got a scoop, Joanna Penn. Scoop me. Scoop me on my own thing. <laughs> but this, but the, you're right. And this, um, maybe I'll send you a link and you can put it in the show notes. But the fact that, the, and this is on writing, this is not on audio. So an yeah. AI, uh, it's called like Dreamwriter or something, um, has created work that has, is considered original enough to have copyright applied when someone else plagiarized it. Um, copyright was granted. So this is the first case and the US Patent Office, uh, Patent and Copyright Office has uh, put out a call for people to comment on this and that call is now closed in the US. So they've had up until quite recently, you could send comments in about AI and copyright. So I believe that something will be coming from the US Patents and Copyright Office around yeah. this stuff. So I, I did speak to some voice people around this. And again, as you say, there's no, if I, 
if I load all my voice up and there is an, a voice double, who does that belong to? Technically, mm -hmm. it really belongs to the to Descript. Um, and I talk to them about this and um, I truly believe they want to do the right thing, as do many companies. Yeah. <laughs> but there has to be a value chain. And this is the thing, there's value in our copyright. So what we have to do is think, well, where can the value chain still benefit us? And I believe voice licensing is important for this because it means I can't physically narrate all the audiobooks that mm -hmm. I would like to narrate. But if I could license my voice, you could get my voice for a lot cheaper, you know, right. than me doing it. So I think voice licensing is going to be the thing that causes the explosion of ubiquitous audio. Like every written text will be available in audio and every audio will be available in written text like that's coming yeah. um very soon but in terms of copyright of recordings i think we have to be aware of that um but uh yeah i mean there are so many questions that we're going to face in this next decade around yeah. ai and copyright but i i really believe that it's important for people to engage with and that's why i've got several chapters in the book about around these very topics because yeah. at the moment people just hold up their hands and go i don't want anything to do with that just <laughs> someone else sort it out but we like, should be engaging right i think um my perspective on this is that licensing of the voices is going to be very similar to uh what we already do with like stock photography and video and, and music like i think you could probably like create a uh you know created i don't know how what to call the encapsulated like a, form a of this yeah like a, a library right that that's that's good enough so i i think that you know i would create this library but it, i that's where i see voice talent really starting to kind of kind of into into their own in this because i know guys uh vic mignana for example a good friend of mine he's a voice actor he'll he can do a hundred different voices so what's who's to say he can't create libraries based on all those voices and then you know license them out so that's that's I, how i yes. kind of see that working i think you're exactly right and um in fact i was talking about uh the copyright of music for use for use in podcasts and mm -hmm. how important it is to find you know some music and a jingle or whatever and i used audio juggle um dot okay. net and it's you know it, it, there are hundreds of thousands of these short little samples that you yeah. can find um and i think you're right it will be something like that what i also see is so for example i've bought an audiobook so say i've <laughs> say i've bought one of your audiobooks kevin and it's okay. and um but i you know as much as i love your voice i would actually rather it was read by a british female because we, you know, I, I just, or I don't always want to listen to male American voices, which is what most audiobooks are narrated right. in. Right. So what if I can, on my app, choose the voice I want so I can switch it? So it doesn't yeah. become one product anymore. It becomes lots of different ways to use a product. Yeah. Um, and you get paid because you were the original voice and my voice, say, as the British female, gets a micropayment for the license for that listen. So we're, yeah. we're into the streaming kind of more Spotify model um, yeah. for songs and the micropayment solution. Um, but I love your idea of, you know, similar to those stock photography sites yeah. and stock music, royalty-free kind of stock music sites. It's another way that people were empowered, uh, you know, as creators at that point, I think, you know, so mm. that, that would be very interesting. And I think that um, the, the, that idea of being able to select a different voice for the production is 
spot on, first of all, and, and brilliant. And I, I, we're already kind of being uh, groomed for that with things like being able to choose a different voice for Siri and Alexa and that sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly, so which is why that that's idea. what we expect. Yeah, we expect to be able to do that. On Netflix, you can actually change the accents of the actors and, you know, you can do, you can do all of that. But um, circling back, I mean, you and I could geek out on this, but for the <laughs> listeners, for the <laughs> listeners, most people are not, I understand that most people listening are not, might be in that position. But what I think for creators, so think about this. So if you're a creator, so one, you get to get your book into audio cheaper, but two, you can do much more interesting things. So, and I'm assuming an easy, an easy way to edit a bit, you know, a bit like a Scrivener drag and drop or, you know, a vellum for audio. Um, But so for example, you can actually have me as a character voice in your audio and Kevin as a character voice in the audio. So it's not even just one voice. Oh, you can cast a production. Yes, you can cast a production and you can... And because at the moment, what is not open to us as indies, I mean, it's, it's expensive to do a, a one person read, yeah. but it is entirely out of the realms of possibility generally for us to do a multicast production. But, Ironically, I could do a multicast production cheaper than I could do really <laughs> hiring a single narrator. Yes. Because but of then my, you have to do all of that audio splicing, which yes. is a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. As long as I'm the one editing, it's cheaper. If I have to it's, hire an editor, it's not cheaper. Exactly. Well, the, but, but this, what I want people to think about with audio um, is it's not just I write a book and then I get it recorded as an right. audio book or I do a podcast and that's that. There's so much potential for audio creation that takes our work into a different field also for example if you have a screenplay in your back pocket like i have a few Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and many people do or you can adapt your work to a screenplay you can adapt it to a radio play and suddenly you can create a new product from your book um so those are you know those are just some ideas for what what you can do with the potential technologies that that are coming and the thing is i know a lot of this stuff is not available to do right now as we speak but this ai copyright law that just went through not law this case that went through in china i thought that was years away like i really did not i was not expecting ai to be granted copyright in 2020 so i didn't know i mean i know descript think end of 2021 i think off you know not officially but you know end of 2021 might be when we see voices available um so who knows? I personally am not going to start my new series in audio until I'm more sure of what's going on in, in the space. Because, of course, you know, you either shell out thousands of dollars or you do it yourself, which is a lot of um, work, yeah. uh, or, or you license it. Um, and of course, licensing it with a, a great uh, studio is a good idea. But most indies don't get that chance. So I, I know that there's a lot of options right now. But it might yeah. be worth waiting, is what I'm saying. Like for your backlist, it might just be worth waiting. That's kind of the that's kind of where I am. Like I, mm. I every now and then I get the bug to go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna record myself, and I've got the background and equipment and everything I need to do it. What I lack is the time. So <laughs> I'm. Yeah, uh, and also, what what is more valuable? And I mean, personally, I've made the decision that it's the non the nonfiction. If you have nonfiction people, I suggest doing it ASAP because there's yeah. there's money. It's so much easier to market nonfiction. Or nonfiction audio listeners are not sensitive to price, so I will use a credit on my. You know, people use credits on nonfiction audio even if it's like three hours. Yeah. 
Um, so, and it's much cheaper to produce because it's like three hours instead of 15. So, right, right, yeah. Yeah, so nonfiction, my re recommendation is, yeah, um, nonfiction non is wor yeah, worth doing uh, or license fiction if you can, um, but for seven years so you can get it back um, or royalty share, I guess, or voices share. Yeah. Um, Find uh, a way voices. Yeah. Lots of nifty ways to do this now. It looks like they're going to be creating more. So. <laughs> No spoilers. Friends at uh, Find Away Voices can't go into too many details. Oh uh, yeah, and and they're opening up marketing channels with um, chirp books and yeah. you know, there's a lot. I think this is the thing. You and I have been in audio for a long time. Was it yeah. six years you've been doing this show? Six six years. Six years, show. and yeah. I've been I've been a decade. I'm so old in yeah. this space, but <laughs> so to us it feels like we've been around forever and doing this forever. But for most people, they're actually just just dipping their toe in, just getting started, just discovering podcasts. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to think that we're kind of, if you think about eBooks, we're kind of in 2010. Yes. The 2010. That's, that's how I described it too. Yeah. Yeah. Those early uh, cowboy days of eBooks, that's where we are with audio. And so yes, the, when there whoever, was no real ecosystem for marketing, right. you know, that was even before KU, you know, yeah. hopefully audio won't go down that space, but I suppose um, it already has with ACX. But. I'm not going to say who it was uh, because I don't, I don't want backlash from him because I really like him, uh, but a, a well-known, very successful author uh, in our space, in the indie space, has gone on record with me saying that there's no way to to market audiobooks. Now, how do you feel about that? that <laughs> well, that's a shame because I have a whole chapter <laughs> in, the, in the book um, with, I'm just going to see how many actually I, I have. I have 16 bullet points in one chapter on how to market audiobooks. Yeah. What I will say since we're podcasting and because the, um, you know, podcasting comes into this voice ecosystem and that's what mm -hmm. i want people to think this is an ecosystem this is not oh i just go on one podcast episode and suddenly everyone knows me or i put one right. audio book up and suddenly i've made money in audio it's almost like the more you're in the ecosystem the more people find you the more you appear and thus sales happen so that's one thing um it's like when people say how do i sell books wide the answer is the same, which is every single piece of marketing helps you sell books wide. Right. And in the same way to sell audiobooks, you need to be in that audio space. So get on podcasts, pitch podcasts. Yeah. Um, and in the book, I actually give an example of a really bad pitch and a really good pitch. Um, and there's more podcasts than ever. So there's, an, there's something for everyone in every niche yeah. um, or create something. Uh, so being in audio is a good way to... Um, sell audio i'll tell you another really good trick is um getting a bookbub deal or doing bookbub ads because people mm. like me and my husband who are just rabid audiobook listeners we will get a book on an ebook on bookbub on a bookbub deal because of amazon matchmaker right. which will essentially match your audiobook with your ebook and you get it for a cheaper price right so what you do if you promote your ebook is you'll sell more audiobooks to audio listeners so that's a that's a little a little tip. I I I can I can vouch for that too. That does happen because people uh, I see spikes when the books that I have that are in audio go on BookBub. I see a spike all across the board. So people are paying exactly. attention. Well, uh, and th but this is the thing. I think the wide thing applies. It's like 
anyone uh, people prefer to read in the way that they read so if you right. want me to read your audio your non-fiction audio your non-fiction book it better be available in audio so, mm -hmm. and then if i hear about you however i hear about you and i want to buy your book i choose the audio uh, format. This is why as authors, we have to have our books available in multiple formats. Yeah. Um, and in that way, the reader or listener gets to choose which one they buy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I want to talk a little bit about, cause you, you've brought up Descript, which is a interesting tool I've been tinkering around with. And it's mostly for, for editing podcasts and videos at this point, but the way it does it is through their AI system. Is that, is that something you're using regularly or using it with Creative Pen? Yeah, so what I've started to do, and this is another little marketing tip, um, is audiograms. So there's okay. a couple of really cool things you can do with Descript. I mean, first of all, you can, uh, actually I have a tip for you because I've seen some of your transcripts, is their AI-assisted AI transcript can remove filler words. So it will remove um and, oh, okay. and whatever. It will remove it from your audio and it will yeah. remove it from your uh, transcript. So okay. there's a little tip. With one click of a button, you can remove all the ums. Um, um. <laughs> so you can get rid of that. So what's funny, though, is if I run it now, no one's going to know what the hell you were just talking about because the whole <laughs> sentence is going to be blanked. Okay, I just said the word. Yeah, that's a good point. I just said a filler word. <laughs> <laughs> I just said a filler word and now we're trying to replace it. But there is a tool that can remove filler words. Right. Um, and um, oh, now I can't get away from it. We're circling. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you'll have to edit this. No way. No way. <laughs> Warts and all show. You know this. Take a, take a breath. Audiograms. <laughs> Audiograms. Audiograms is what we're talking about. So I use Headliner app. You can also use Wave, which is W-A-V-V-E. What you do with Descript, it's really easy. You highlight the text. And this is the problem with audio, right? It's very hard to find the sentence and snip it out unless you spend ages going through the audio. What you can do with Descript is you just highlight the text and then you say exit and you can create an audio clip within seconds. Then what you can do is make a little waveform in Headliner, which is a little video. You can put that on YouTube. You can put it on Instagram. You can put it on Facebook. So to advertise audio you want to use audio i think as yeah. writers we're so used to using written text but why yeah. would you use written text to advertise audio so audiograms are this kind of new way of advertising of snippets using snippets of audio to advertise your podcast to advertise your audiobook and that's something i'm focusing on this year is starting to really do more audio um, marketing with audiograms as well as things like putting those you can put those clips on um, YouTube for example uh, and social media you can play video now on, on pretty much any social media like Twitter now you can embed a you know 15 second video yeah, uh, which is just that. the waveform of the of the podcast right yeah I've seen I've seen seen that coming up more and more so I I know there's there are tools I've been playing around with some I use otter.ai for my transcription now and it's got some of these tools built in but I've been looking at Descript it's kind of maybe switching mm. over, but and then what Descript has which will be the technology possibly yes. I mean I'm sure there are other ones but the so I can type so if you go to thecreativepen.com forward slash voice double I've got some uh, recordings of my voice double there. And how that happens is I go into Descript, I type 
the sentences. So I'm starting with my written words. Then I say um, overdub and it creates that with my voice. So that's what you can listen to um, on slash voice double. I'm link in the show notes, I'm sure. Yes. And um, you can hear it. What's interesting is we trained one voice on my audio narration, which is quite serious. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one on my podcast voice, which was much more upbeat, but it just wasn't such high quality. So I must pronounce things better when narrating audiobooks. So the quality is better with the audiobook narration, but the emotional resonance is probably better with the podcast. So I'm hoping, well, I'm sure what will happen over time is the more data I produce, the more I can load um, up the next iteration and the next iteration will just get better. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are, uh, scary things for some people, by the way, this idea of the voice doubles and deep yeah. fakes and all that. But the thing so. is, okay, so this, this is the thing, and this is why I want people to engage with it. It is scary. It's mm -hmm. scary for privacy reasons. It's scary for robots taking our jobs reasons. Um, there, I had a, when this AI thing happened in China at the weekend, I was sitting there going, okay, this is really big. This is, I was thinking this is years away. Um, what does this mean? And this is why I keep saying on my show and have done for many years, uh, especially with this ad obsession, um, is it's about personal brand. It's mm -hmm. about finding a community, attracting a community, being part of a community who love you and care for you and really still want you to make a living and also want to buy your stuff and also create things for that community. And right. so to me, the thing we should be doing is just doubling down on being human, like be as human as possible. Do not write a book that has none of you in it. It has to be emotion. It has to be nonfiction or fiction. It has to be you build a brand with your voice like this. You can license it later, but you know, or <laughs> video. I, I'm, I, shy, I shy away from video, but I'm gonna do more of it this year because I'm real. This ain't mm -hmm. a deep fake. <laughs> this is, a, this that is really you know. me. <laughs> that you know. Or this is just you, your AI and my AI chatting. <laughs> but, um, and I'm going to do more live events. So I'm thinking of running events here in Bath. I'm speaking more, um, speaking at a number of places around the world um, this year and really just being more human. I literally think that is the way forward. So don't think about it as, well, you, you, ha you can accept that it might be scary, but the reality is that you can't stop this stuff. And I keep using the metaphor, we want to surf the wave rather than drown in it. And the right. thing is we can surf the wave because we know it's coming and we can move quickly because we're indies. Yeah. The people who can't move quickly are the ones who don't control their IP. Right, exactly right. And on that note, I think we're at a really good natural stopping place. Uh, so <laughs> that, <laughs> I'll tell that was you this probably thought. quite a techie show. <laughs> no, you know, I don't think it was techie. I mean, it, it's kind of like at the end there, it's, it, it's almost like you were saying that the AI might actually free us up to get away from our devices and our desks, yeah. go out and yeah. be amongst the three-dimensional people. Yes, and the mountains and the rivers and stuff. Let's go <laughs> walk by stuff. rivers and go write together. Go be more human. I like it. That quote, <laughs> quote Joanna Penn. Yeah, well, no, that can be the title for the show, Be More Human. <laughs> be More Human. Now i got to remember to type that in the show notes. Thanks. Uh, so, okay. Well, look, I 
as always, I, I really, uh, I always enjoy having you on the show, meeting you in person, chatting. Uh, we'll have to get together again soon sometime. Uh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, we will. I'm sure and we if, will. Um, if people enjoy this conversation, I am actually narrating the audiobook version of Audio for Authors. Excellent. <laughs> so that will be available are, are soon. Are you or are you running it through Descript? And... No, no, I am actually yeah. doing it. Um, and also, obviously, the Creative Pen podcast, if you want to pop on over uh, Excellent. to that. Uh, excellent. Yeah, check that out. All those things are going to be in the show notes, everybody. Never you fear. Uh, Joanna, thank you so much for being a part of the show. And uh, everyone else, right now, you're probably hearing the groovy bridge music. You may dance in place at will and stick around for some sort of wisdom on the other side. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was Joanna Penn. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, hold on a second. Had to make a little adjustment there. You may have heard the slight ring. <laughs> That's the, uh, we call that uh, the word slinger adjustment ring whenever I move the swing arm from the mic. <laughs> so anyway, um, I uh, I really enjoy talking to Joanna about, about everything really. But when it comes to stuff like this, now Joanna's a futurist. You know, she, she likes to project what's going to happen in this space down the road based on the, the research she's done and the conversations she has. Um, I'm i I'm somewhat of a futurist myself. I speculate on what's, uh, what's coming and it's kind of interesting to see what works out and what doesn't, but in the audio space, uh, for authors, I just think there's incredible, there are incredible leaps ahead in the very, very near future. I mean, like within, within 2020, I think we're going to see some, uh, some really uh, impressive shifts in technology. Um, and a lot of that is being powered by AI, uh, which, you know, uh, AI is still this young technology and there are all kinds of, frankly, frightening um, connotations to, to the whole thing. Implications might be a better word. Implications can be a little scary when it comes to AI. Um, when you start thinking about things like the Terminator, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing, Skynet taking over. Uh, but um, in terms of assistive technology, I mean, if it doesn't try to rule us as a species, I think uh, we've got some pretty interesting days ahead. I'm, I'm going to be real curious to see how things go. Um, and on, in the audio space in particular, I think it's just, it's already, it's already doing just incredible stuff. We talked about Descript. Uh, we talked about Wave and Otter. Uh, all those technologies are branching out. I noticed uh, yesterday that there's been a sudden improvement in the uh, automated transcript for my voicemails that comes across on my Verizon uh, iPhone. Um, I don't know if that's a Verizon technology or an Apple technology. I assume it's Apple. But I noticed that suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> uh, voicemails are getting a much cleaner transcript, something, something quite usable actually. So that's been interesting. Um, and of course I use Otter AI for the show notes for this show. And I'm, I'll just say I'm a little, uh, lazy about it. Cause I, I just don't, I just don't have time to sit and edit them the way I should. I try to do it. Um, it gives some spot editing here and there, but for the most part, I just dump that thing right, <laughs> right onto the, uh, show notes page so you're welcome audience um yeah i probably owe you more than that um so anyway those technologies are profound i can't wait to see 
how that impacts the industry uh, going forward. Now, um, in addition to um, all of the things we discussed in this episode, actually uh, shifting gears a little, I'm going to do a little housekeeping stuff. So I am uh, I'm going to be at some conferences coming up. Actually, uh, one conference in particular, I'm going to be at the San Francisco Writers Conference in February. That's in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> I can find an exact date, actually, but uh, that is, uh, I'm going to be doing a couple of cool things there. One of which is running a course built, built around my, uh, 30 day author, um, book. And, uh, I just, I, I, I've been developing some content about that around that for a little while now. Um, <clears throat> but I thought I'd, uh, let you guys know in case you're going to be in the Bay area, I guess, uh, you can swing by, I don't know what hotel it's in right now. <laughs> uh, and I'm not seeing it on the website. So, oh, uh, it's the Hyatt Regency. So, swing by the Hyatt Regency. Uh, I think there are still tickets available to attend the conference if you want. But even if you just came to the hotel, you'd probably bump into some of us in the uh, lobby. One of the uh, one of the former, a couple of former guests from the show are going to be uh, at the conference. Jonathan Mayberry is going to be there. Uh, he was. Uh, way back in like 2015, I interviewed uh, Jonathan. So check that out. I'm going to be, uh, uh, Brooke Warner is going to be there. She's been on the show. There's going to be quite a few folks who have been uh, Wordslinger podcast guests in the past. Um, so I'm going to be running a course on the final day of the conference, about three hours. Um, and I'm also doing, uh, I think I'm on like six panels and I'm doing a presentation on my own and uh a couple of other things, uh, like uh, doing some kind of like uh, meet and greet or whatever. I don't know. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rip roaring time for all. So <laughs> pop in if you get a chance, and uh, maybe uh, you can rescue me. We'll go. We'll get out of the hotel and go uh, enjoy ourselves in San Francisco somewhere for a bit, so I can blow off some conference stress. <laughs> um, aside from that, I am. Um, I have today, Friday the 31st, Nick Thacker and I are doing a uh, webinar, um, and it's a, we're going to try again on one that just completely fell apart on us uh, a few weeks ago, early in the, uh, early in the year, um, early in the year, early in the month of January, which is also early in the year. Uh, we were doing a uh, 20 subscribers in 2020, or 20,000 20, subscribers in 2020, so uh just a little bit of, we're kind of playing a little bit on, you know, he and I are launching author email. And this is about list building and, and doing some marketing uh, to help you increase your platform and, you know, reach more readers. So, uh, and, and kind of build your own book bub is basically what we're trying to help people do. So, uh, you might, might want to tune in for that. That's going to be happening today, Friday, the 31st at 2 p.m. Central Time, Uh Depending on how quickly this episode goes live today, it may it may it may actually go live after the uh, webinar is completed. So if that's the case, no worries, uh, you'll still be able to catch that online. Now I've created a new YouTube channel for author email, and I've also created a new YouTube page for author email. I believe that's Facebook. Or I'm sorry. Uh, Facebook page, not YouTube page. I believe that's facebook.com slash author email, <clears throat> I believe. 
and uh, don't have a unique URL for the YouTube channel yet. We have to have 100 subscribers before I can do that. But if you search for author email, maybe you can find it. Um, but uh, zoom on over to author email, author.email or authoremail.com. And uh, you can actually sign up to get on the waiting list to be onboarded into the service. You get some free, some free time on it. Um, there's like a 30-day free trial, I think. Uh, I think that's where we've landed so far. And, uh, you know, I've been using author email now for about four years. So has Nick. And it's um, it's been great. So <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to launching this for the author community. Um, so there is that. Uh, I've been doing some webinars with uh, Indie Author Blueprint, which is uh, something I've started with Roland Denzel. Roland Denzel. I apologize, Roland. Uh, but he and I have been pu pulling together uh, a new service for authors that helps you find resources to help you build and grow your author career, a favorite phrase of mine. But that's uh, that's what that's all about. It's kind of a, um, a clearinghouse of vetted uh, products, services, books, podcasts, blog posts, uh, content that's out there that's useful to the author. And uh, there's nothing on there at the moment that costs you anything. Uh, now, uh, well, other than the products you might purchase, but uh, we don't sell those directly yet. However, uh, down the road, we'll probably offer some things like courses and books and you know other other uh, products created directly for the platform. But uh, I don't I don't want to gouge people on anything. I just want to provide something that allows you to, you know, get some get some benefit out of this stuff. Uh, we come across things all the time. I just want to be a clearinghouse for this kind of information. So that's what Indie Author Blueprint is going to be about. And we've done some webinars. Uh, you know, we've, I'm, I'm kind of getting the hang of live streams and webinars now. Uh, so I'm starting to do a lot more of them. So, and of course, draft to digital, we just did a, um, our January D to D live was, uh, and now you can go to d2dlive.com, by the way. So that's a cool one. Check that out because that is um, that is uh, a really useful set of information that comes to, to you every month. And we tend to offer some free one-on-one -on -one author consultations as part of that. Uh, so if you're there live, you can actually pop in and get a uh, if you if they're not uh, if they're not um, taken. <laughs> If there's any left on the schedule, you can pop in and get a 30-minute uh, free consultation with me, Mark Lefebvre, or Dan Wood, uh, and talk about your uh, where you are in your career, uh, what you, what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, we can give you some advice on in all kinds of categories. So, so that's it. Yeah, I'm doing a lot more webinar stuff. A uh, lot more of that kind of content is going up out there. So I'm hoping that's going to be useful to you. And a lot of it's going to look a lot alike because I'm running most of it. So uh, it's kind of like uh, it's a Kevin Tumlinson uh, webinar or live stream uh, partnering with this person, this person, or that company. <laughs> Maybe that's a thing. Let me know if you think that's a good idea. Um, so anyway, so here we are. Um, I think that wraps us up. I, uh, I don't have any other... I got another conference. Uh, I actually, I'm going to be speaking at the RWA in San, San Antonio in March. Um, and I'm driving, uh, my wife and I are driving up to uh, Oklahoma City actually this week. We're going to spend a week up there at, uh, at the DDD offices. And we're going to the uh, a Thunder game. 
Is it Thunders or Thunder? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about the sports ball. But I am looking forward to hanging out with everybody at a at a game for once. I never get to go to these with them. Because <laughs> I'm always somewhere else. But we're taking the camper up. We took the camper out, actually, this past weekend <clears throat> to Lake Texana. That's in uh, Edna, Texas, which is near Victoria, Texas. Kind of on the coast here. Um, and uh, we spent... You know, four days out at the lake. Uh, <clears throat> that was a lot of fun. You know, we were kind of giving the camper a little shakedown. We're, we're getting into it. We'll be into it full time come April. So we're kind of trying to get it all set up, get everything organized, figure out what we can and can't take. Uh, and uh, what we can't take is quite a lot. <laughs> what we can take is not a lot. Uh, but we're uh, we're kind of getting it worked out. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it's a... Uh, there's something a little scary about it, but also uh, exciting. So that is going to be uh, an adventure. So that's it. I've rambled on long enough. I uh, hope you got a great deal out of this interview with Joanna Penn. And uh, I hope that uh, audio is going to work for you as part of your career. There's lots of ways to leverage it. So if you have any questions, of course, pop in, ask me, go to the comments, uh, for this video or for this, uh, podcast on, uh, wordslingerpodcast.com. This is episode 207. So just, you know, you can type that in and look for it and you can leave comments anywhere else you like, uh, tag me on Twitter at Kevin Tumlinson or on Facebook. Uh, just search Kevin Tumlinson on Facebook. You can also reach out to our guest, Joanna Penn. She's uh, creative pen, I believe on uh, Twitter. I don't have it in front of me. I sh- I'm supposed to have it in front of me. Here we go. Hold on. Did I miss it? Yeah. The creative pen at the creative pen. Uh, all this will be in the show notes at, at uh, wordslingerpodcast.com. So pop over there and check it out. And otherwise, hope you had a wonderful time. I know I did. God bless you. <clears throat> Let's try that again. God bless you. And we will see you all next time.